stars of 1960s and 70s musical life in Bobo Dioulasso. That's a city in the south of Burkina Faso in West Africa. The track comes from a new three-CD box set of classic recordings from a forgotten world, Bobo Yeye, Belle Époque in Upper Volta. Upper Volta, you might remember, became Burkina Faso in 1984, and that year marked the sad conclusion of Bobo's Belle Époque. But now, thanks to some diligent crate digging by French writer and producer Florent Mazzoleni, we can experience the magic. Hello, Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide from PRX. Today we take you off the beaten track with rare recordings from Burkina Faso and Malawi. We'll come back to the dance bands of Bobo Dioulasso and meet Florent Mazzolini later on. But we begin in another landlocked African country far to the south, Malawi. At the 2016 Grammy Awards, there was a surprising nominee in the world music category. The Zomba Prison Project presented a set of raw, simply recorded songs from inmates at a maximum security prison in Malawi. The album was called I Have No Everything Here, and it so touched listeners around the world that its creators returned to the prison in 2016 to make a new album called I Will Not Stop Singing. We'll meet the producer, Ian Brennan, in a moment. First, let's hear the lead track from the new album, I Am Done With Evil, written and sung by inmate Vincent Solos. Sago 
Evil, performed by inmates in a maximum security prison in Malawi. That's the lead track from the second Zomba Prison Project release, I Will Not Stop Singing. Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide. Today, we go off the beaten track in Malawi and Burkina Faso. We don't hear much music from Malawi. This recording of Ngororombe Panpipe Music comes from a 1999 release called Music of Malawi. Producer Moya Malamusi was out to record traditions that he felt were in danger of disappearing. But our focus today is not on music that is disappearing, but rather being born in one of the most hidden and neglected places in this overlooked nation, Malawi's Zomba Maximum Security Prison. The story actually begins in Rwanda with a group called The Good Ones. My name is Ian Brennan. I'm a music producer and an author. I've been producing records for over 30 years, mostly indie rock and roots records. I began doing field recording in the 90s in San Francisco. My wife, Marilena Deli, who's Italian Rwandan, does all the photography and video for all the projects. She brought me to Africa for the first time ever, and we did a record with a band we met there, The Good Ones from Rwanda, and uh, we haven't really looked back since on a quest to give a platform to otherwise underrepresented regions, countries, languages, cultures. I mean, there's so many in the world, but we, we've tried to make a little dent. Ian had won a Grammy for his work on the 2011 release Tassili by Tinariwen from Mali. It was recorded outdoors in the southern Algerian desert. But Ian encountered a very different world in Malawi. Malawi is in the southeastern portion of Africa. It's a long, narrow country that's enwrapped on three sides by Mozambique. They have a beautiful lake, Lake Malawi, which led the missionaries and colonialists there hundreds and hundreds of years ago. They've overcome a dictatorship fairly recently, but they have a very peaceful history and they're known as the warm heart of Africa because the people in general are known for being extremely friendly. Ah, yes, the warm heart of Africa. Well, that's a phrase you might recall. It's the name of the debut album by the very best, led by one of the few Malawian musicians with a global reputation, Iso Mwamwaya. The 
very best with guest Ezra Koenig of Vampire Weekend, celebrating the warm-hearted people of Malawi. But that's a level of attention this country has rarely received on the world stage. Unfortunately, they've dropped to the number one poorest nation in the world. And, uh, you know, a lot of the individuals there, particularly in the rural regions, suffer hunger shortages between the two crops. But it's just... A beautiful country. The Chichewa is a very musical language. Some of the countryside is really amazing. In particular, Zamba is the former capital, and in many ways that brings the prison into even sharper relief. It's set on land that looks out over beautiful mountains in pretty much every direction. Zomba prison itself is a red brick fortress, built in the 19th century, and now one of 33 prisons in Malawi. It was built to hold 340 people, and at any one time now has over 2,000. So the crowding situation, overcrowding situation is very extreme, really. The prisoners at Zomba are behind bars for a variety of reasons. It ranges from innocence to the most severe crimes you can think of. Most of the accused speak only Chichewa and are often illiterate. Meanwhile, court proceedings all take place in English. So how fair can all these trials really be? We're hearing the Malawi Mouse Boys with a song that translates The Ways of God. This is a group Ian and Marilena first met selling ready-to-eat mice on sticks mm, along a Malawian roadside. It turns out these guys could sing and Ian decided to work with them on some recordings. So he and Marilena began making trips to Malawi, going deeper and deeper into the culture each time. Now, an African present might seem an unlikely attraction for an American record producer, but Ian is a special guy. He has worked in prisons and psychiatric hospitals for over 15 years, also with homeless populations in the Bay Area, and he teaches violence prevention and has a deep interest in marginalized people. You know, I just always had this idea of doing a record in a prison, trying to represent people that were maybe underrepresented. And we had gone to Malawi, Marlene and I, and met the Malawi Mouse Boys, and we've gone on to do three records with them. And they come from one of the poorest districts of the poorest country in the world. They're literally in a forgotten part of the country, where the, the power lines that run between the two main cities from north to south literally fly over their village about 20 yards away, but they do not have electricity themselves. We figured if we were going to go back to Malawi to go deeper into the culture, who could be more underrepresented than the Malawi Mouse Boys might be people that were in prison. For more on how two foreigners get access to the prisoners of Zomba and earn their trust, check out our interview with Ian on afropop.org. Now, let's dive into the music they recorded. 
starting with female prisoners from Malawi's Muslim minority singing a boisterous lament called All is Lost. album I Will Not Stop Singing that's Vincent Solos backed by members of the Man's Prison Band. The song is Leave My Daughter Alone. Let's sample a few more tracks. We'll let Ian tell us about the singers and songs and we start with the band's bass player Chisomo Chipambere putting his axe aside and taking up the microphone to sing his song Ambush of the Slaves. Yo, yo, Tete, 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 
Sister, Take Good Care of Your Husband is sung by Elias Chimwali. He's just an incredible singer. And uh, when he goes to the high part of that song, it sends chills up and down my spine and brought tears to my eyes when we recorded it. Sikabwele bwele, 
Siga bere bere Siga bere bere ine ko mama futu Siga bere bere Siga bere bere Siga bere bere ine ko mama futu Siga bere bere Siga bere bere Siga bere bere ine ko mama futu Siga bere bere Siga bere bere Siga bere bere ine ko mama futu I Will Not Return to Prison is sung by Chikandi Solange. It's a chant, essentially. There are very few words to the song other than repeating over and over and over again, I Will Not Return to Prison. We recorded that in May, and he was released last month, August. He was just released. So I hope that it's true. I hope that it's actually true for him. There's a wide range of talent there, you know, some who've sung in church and some who never did music at all. You know, the big surprise for us was that the women did a lot of communal singing and dancing, but didn't write songs and didn't consider themselves singers, meaning lead singers, and were very reluctant to participate. But uh, in fact, in the end, they contributed over half of the, the songs to that first album, The Women. Let's hear a few brief but powerful examples from the women, starting with Agnes Tuisa with Man Must Repent. <laughs> I smoke the chamba, I smoke the monomo. I kill the people, I kill the monomo. Oh, we drink the beer, we drink the monomo. It was a great day when I was born again. Papa Dolo Malisa, Boya Yesu, Ananena, Mosi Wainu, Hazandi Peleka. Muti waiwo anafusa kodindine mbuye wanga Amene ditabele kainu inumai inubambo iwe nyamata iwe sungwana Gani sila simvele jisoni from the first Zomba Prison Project album, I Have No Everything Here, female inmates Franz Afiki and Gladys Sinamo. And before them, we heard Irene Chibowa and Josephine Banda. That first session at Zomba lasted two weeks. But I tell you, the women recorded all their songs in a single day. 
It was incredible. You know, it was one of those peak experiences that you hope for. To see a group of people that were saying a couple of hours before that they couldn't write songs, step forward with songs that were amazing, is a beautiful thing. I mean, it, you know, it's something I would love to do every day. One revelation from Ian and Marinella's first visit to Zomba was Thomas Binamo. Thomas Binamo wrote really what was the standout ballad, maybe the standout track, period, on the first album, Please Don't Kill My Child, which is about the phenomenon of people killing another person's child as a form of revenge. Thomas Binamo also contributed one of the most poignant songs on the new Zomba Prison Project album. I Will Never Stop Grieving For You, My Wife was written on the very last day of recording in May, uh, specifically for the album. He wrote it the morning that we recorded it, and it's just incredibly beautiful. It's about the, the loss of his wife, and he's speaking to his wife in the graveyard about how their children are okay, and that he's going to take care of the children and how he will always miss her. Kazi wangaiwe, zimwa kose muntendere. 
Kazi wangaiwe Zimwa kose muntendere Kazi wangaiwe Zimwa kose muntendere Wow, such tenderness from within the confines of an African prison. A big part of our mission is founded on that ancient Greek idea that those who want to lead should not be allowed to and those that do not want to should be encouraged or forced to. The best songs on these records have come from people that were not songwriters, people that were shy, not the most boisterous, not the most skilled. They've often had the most to share and the most to reveal. After their first session at Zomba prison, Ian and Marilena left, knowing they had enjoyed an extraordinary experience in field recordings. But did they imagine this recording might be destined for a Grammy nomination? Not at all. I mean, we do these projects as money-losing labors of love. When we left, we knew that there was a record, but whether it would ever be released was another question. The women, the last day we were there, they literally danced us out of the prison. It was this long, joyous process. It took a while to find a label, and then it came out, and it got some attention. And then almost a year later, out of the blue, there was this Grammy nomination, and it was just a tsunami of media coverage, unlike anything I've ever experienced. Ian says his and Marilena's return to Zomba in 2016 was a happy occasion. We went out and had lunch with four or five of the people that had been featured on the first record and had been released since 2013. And it was really nice to be with them in the city of Zomba not in the prison itself and at the end of the day to see them walk four different directions to go home. Thank you, Ian, for this great work. Coming up, the golden age of Bobo Giolasso. And don't forget to visit afropop.org to read interviews with our intrepid guides. I'm Georges Collinet and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRX. Jazz, one of a hundred or so songs the band recorded in the 1960s and 70s in Bobo Dioulasso. Today, Burkina Faso, le pays des hommes intègres, the land of honest people. The track comes from a new three-city set called Bobo Yeye, Belle Époque in Upper Volta. Yeye, you might remember, was a style that came from the Beatles. Everybody wanted to have a yeah, yeah, yeah in their songs. Viens vite, ma douce amie, me caresse le visage. Oh, belle lady de mes doux amours, restons toujours unis pour toujours. Well, this is music rarely heard outside of Burkina Faso. We have these recordings now thanks to French author, record producer, and tireless vinyl hunter, Florent Mazzoleni. 
Back in the 60s and 70s, Burkina Faso was, and unfortunately still is, one of the poorest and most remote country in the world. It was landlocked. It doesn't have any sea access. You know, it was located between Ghana, Togo, Benin, Niger, and Mali. So music there wasn't circulated. It was just local music played by the locals for the locals. There were at least two well-established production companies there, and they didn't have enough money, you know, to send the record uh, outside of the country, except possibly for Mali and the Ivory Coast, because there was a lot of Voltaic people uh, back then in the Ivory Coast. And then came the coup, which was led by Thomas Sankara in 1983, and that uh, made the country totally blocked from outside influence. And Thomas Sankara, for everything else that he did, he basically killed the music and the culture there, because there was a curfew for musicians and he said that all concerts must be free so musicians couldn't get any money and the whole voltaic scene which I cherish so much slowly died away. Florent's work in Bobo started some years ago when he was looking for a photographer named Sori Sonley. Bobo Dioulasso, I tell you, is a beautiful and majestic city and Sori had extensively photographed the Bobo scene during its lively heyday just as the far better known Malik Sidi Bey did in Bamako, Mali, around the same time. And I was looking for him because I knew that he had made some really nice cover for Volta Jazz back in the 60s. So I was looking for his little studio and after two or three times, you know, visiting Bobo, I finally managed to find him. And the first time I met him, he was just, you know, outside of his tiny studio, photo studio, and he was burning some of his old archives and negatives. He was saying, oh, that's the vieille chose, that's old stuff, and no one cares about that anymore. So, uh, luckily enough, I managed to save a few boxes of negatives, and I went back to the place I was staying, and I spent a few nights, you know, just looking at the negatives, and I found there was quite something there, and... And I ended up working with him for the last four or five years and going through his extensive vaults, 200,000 negatives. So I started gaining access to the music as well that was being made in Bobo du Lasso at the time. Music by the likes of Volta Jazz and Echo de l'Africa Nationale and Dafra Star and Les Imbattables Léopard. And basically that was a soundtrack to Sorisson Les Pictures and that's how the whole thing, you know, Bobo Yeye happened. Wow, that's quite a story. Now, let's hear more from Bobo Yeye. Here's Volta Jazz with Nagofala.
black and white photos by Sorisande. You can see some of those on afropop.org. And now, here's the man behind Bobo Yeye, Florent Mazzolini, with more on this remarkable city at a remarkable time. Bobo Durazo is Mandigo country. It was a city filled with dance hall and bars and clubs. It was at the crossroad between Mali, Ghana, and the Ivory Coast. So it was a big market town. And like in the US, like places like Memphis or New Orleans, you know, this commercial hub gather a lot of artists and gather a lot of musicians. And you had young entrepreneurs like Idrissa Kone, whom I had a chance to meet, who started both the Volta Jazz Orchestra and who also started the Volta Photo Studio. Well, a scene like this needs a visionary like Idrissa Kone, a man with his finger on the pulse of change. Idrissa understood music, photography, fashion and technology and became a patron and mentor to movers and shakers in the Bobo scene. Then you had the army musician as well, because Bobo was a big military base. And you have to understand as well that for many years, it was the capital of Upper Volta during the French occupation, especially in the 1930s, because it was at the end of the train line running from Abidjan to Bobo du Lasso. So it was a cultural and powerful city before everything was transferred to Ouagadougou back in the 40s and 50s. 
One of those military bands was Les Imbattables Léopards, the Unbeatable Leopards. Instead of playing military marches, they just play rumba, they play mandingo music, rhythm and blues and Cuban songs and funk music and, and all of that. Leopards of Bobo Giulasso. One of the most important figures in the Bobo music scene was Tidian Koulibaly, who started out as the lead singer of Bobo Jazz. Tidian Koulibaly, he was working for the train station. He was a railman on the Abidjan Bobo line, and that's how he started singing. Basically, he was just like Jimmy Rogers, uh, singing Breakman or something like that. Then after the Volta Jazz demise, back in the mid-70s, he started his own band, Dafra Star, after the Dafra River, which runs through Bobo Dioulasso. And Dafra Star had a signature song called De Nuolo. It features the most important local traditional instrument of the region, the balafon. You have to remember that there was a lot of record stores in Bobo du Lasso, at least a dozen in the 1970s. So you had a lot of influences, you know, be it from Fela Kuti, because there was a dance in Bobo really popular at the time. It was called the Shakara, after, you know, Fela's Kuti hit from 1972. Uh, but you had music from France, you had a lot of Afro-Cuban music, music from Mali, from the Congo. Everything was played in Bobo du Lasso. And Tidian Koulibaly wanted, in a way, with that song, to go back to his musical roots and with that balafon tradition, it's an homage to Bobo du Lasso City and to the tradition that they came from. Never <laughs> 
Wolo karagbalo ye, wolo maria yo. Seche o yo. Sayadu me mordo, ate tordo alibada. Seche o yo. Nemana filimi fe ya fama o bolo jugu yengo. Sate moto longola ayake doni doni. Didian Koulibaly and Dafasta with Den Wolo, an homage to Bobo Dioulasso. There is a saying by Jean Renoir, the great movie maker, which says, the more local, the more universal. And that's what I hear in these songs. They didn't have great instrumentation or great recording studio or whatever, but still, you know, they managed to craft some incredible pop songs. To me, the Volta jazz songs should be as known as any Beatles songs or any Rolling Stones songs, you know, five or six decades later. It's just amazing to see how crisp and how fresh and how dynamic this music still sounds. You can read our complete interview with Florent Mazzolini, including amazing tales of great digging in West Africa, and see photos by Sori Sandley of the Bobo Dioulasso scene on afropop.org. One more thing before we leave Burkina Faso. 
During his work there, Florent came across one of the country's most legendary singers, Amadou Balaké, a giant in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Amadou hadn't performed or recorded in years, but Florent managed to get him into a studio with young musicians to record a gorgeous album. It turned out to be his last. Amadou Balaké died a short time later. Hence the album's title, in conclusion. Amadou Balaké started playing music along with Bambeya Jazz in Guinea in the early 60s. He was friend with Kante Manfila. He played with Souri Bamba in Mopti in Mali. He played in the Ivory Coast. He recorded some records in Ghana. He came to meet James Brown in some New York airport when he was doing some salsa as well. He lived in Paris playing flamenco music. He has such a crazy life. And basically, he was the voice of Burkina Faso music. And uh, when I met him uh, about seven or eight years ago, he was just, you know, in his compound and waiting for nothing, waiting for no one in particular. And uh, he hadn't recorded music in many, many years. Florent had to convince Amadou Balaké to return to the studio. It didn't seem to matter to the old guy, one way or the other, if he ever recorded again. But when the time came, he was ready. You know, we made a pretty cool record. What was amazing, how Amadou Balaké sang, because he, he sang from his guts, you know. These days, you have a lot of singers that are doing some kind of fancy stuff with their throat, but they don't really sing with their guts. And you have to understand that most of this recording were done while he was sitting on a chair. He wasn't even up, you know, singing to the microphone. That was just a true mesmerizing performance that he gave on record, and that was the last testimony of this wonderful voice. And to me, Amadou Balaké was in the top five male vocalists for African music ever. From In Conclusion, here's Amadou Balaké with Kambeleba. Ah, 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 ah,
from the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art, and from PRX affiliate stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. Mazzolini for their great work and their help with this program. Visit afropop.org to read our fascinating interviews with both of them. Now, before we go, a big shout out to some of our other favorite field recordings and great diggers, bringing hidden African music to our ears. Brian Shimkowitz at Awesome Tapes from Africa, Chris Kirkley at Sile Sounds, Sammy Ben Rejab at Analog Africa, and Paul Chandler in Bamako, Mali. We love you all. We leave you with a live track from one of the greatest African music festivals you've never heard of, the Africa Festival in Hertme in the Eastern Netherlands. Here's the band Debademba from the new CD live at Hertme. Live at 
the Africa Festival in Eastern Netherlands. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. Research and production for this program by Banning Air. And be sure to subscribe to our Hip Deep podcast series, Afropop Close-Ups. Profiles, stories, and cultural conundrums from our African planet. From the producers of Afropop Worldwide. And join us next week for another edition of our program. Our chief audio engineer and co-producer is Michael Jones. Additional engineering by Mike Kaplan and Stephanie Lebeau. Banning Air and C.C. Smith edit our website, afropop.org. Our director of new media is Ben Richmond. And I'm Georges Collinet.